Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Sports Ethos NBA DFS Today podcast. I'm your host, and I'm back, Keith Cork. I know you guys miss me, uh, but I'm back. I'm joined as I am uh, every Tuesday night to cover the Wednesday slate with Mr. Kenny Taylor, and we are excited, man. Uh, Kenny, man, this is a nine-game main slate here uh, for hump day, and I got to tell you, man, I am super excited. It feels like the basketball gods took every like player and team that I like to target and put them all on one slate. So I'm like raring at the bit to go here, man. I am excited about this slate. How are you feeling about this, man? Um, I think you love it a little bit more than me, but I do <laughs> have interest in two games mm-hmm. a whole lot. <laughs> and there's yeah. two other games where it's like, I'm going to get my um, cheap exposure pieces in. Yeah, there's two or three games I'm super excited about. So they're probably the same games you're talking about, but man, it's uh, it, it's rare enough to be a good one. But let's go ahead and break down some uh, some injury news for you guys to just cover out there. Uh, Joel Embiid is questionable with that foot injury, so you got to keep an eye on that for sure. Kevin Porter Jr. is que- is going to be out, sorry, with a foot and toe injury. He's been out for a while, but I do mention that just because I also have to mention that Jalen Green is going to be out with a calf injury. So they're going to be very shorthanded in the backcourt there in Houston as, as they have been for about a week now. Uh, Desmond Bain is questionable with a knee injury. We've got Ben Simmons out with a knee injury as well. Uh, for the Brooklyn Nets also, we have T.J. Warren out with a shin injury of some sort. Uh, Gobert in Minnesota is questionable with a groin injury still. Uh, Marcus Smart in Boston is out with an ankle injury, and Robert Williams is also questionable with an ankle injury. We do have OG Ananobi out with that wrist injury. That looked bad, man. I was worried. I thought he broke his wrist. I don't think he did. Looks like he actually has a pretty negative, so that's good news for him. But he's going to be out for about a week or so, so he is out right now. Uh, Wendell Carter Jr., questionable with the plantar fasciitis. Man, I've been telling you guys, that's a rough one for big dudes. So I, I have to imagine he doesn't play in this one. I think he's more on the side doubtful for this one, to be honest with you guys. Uh, Lou Dort is out with a hamstring uh, injury and Daniel Gafford is questionable with an illness for the Wizards. So some pretty key uh, injury news there. Uh, is there anything that you caught that I might have missed there, Kenny? Um, uh, I think he was able to mention everything. Plus, yeah. I don't really think any teams are going to be resting because I want to say there's no teams on the back to back tomorrow. Yeah, I don't think which there's is any really odd. Yeah. yeah, no back to back. So that's uh, so that's good. We should we should have a little bit of knowledge here about who's going to play and who's not going to play. Obviously, you want to stay on top of that though as it gets up to lock. And if you don't already have a DFS pass, you should go get it at SportsEthos.com. Still pretty cheap here, four ninety nine a month, and you can go ahead and talk to all of us, man. Uh, Kenny's there, I'm there, uh, you know, Lee's there, uh, Hunter's there. We're all there. Everyone's there. Just go get it. Uh, SportsEthos.com. Go sign up now. Uh, that's gonna be my plug. So. But, yeah, I know we were talking before you came on, Kenny, man. We, we are excited about a couple games here. So I'm just going to mention this game, and I'm sure it's one that's you got circled on your list here. But um, OKC and the Houston Rockets. Let's talk about that one. You got some interest in that game? Um, that's kind of my interest game where I mentioned um, I have a few pieces out, like, for my cheap pieces. Mm. So just to get it out the way, do you think um, SGA will be – the play of the slate in this matchup, or would you be fading him for 10 too? I've okay, so I've got him. Uh, so you know, y'all know I play GPPs. I've got him in my player pool here. I think if I'm playing cash, I think I for sure. I think he, he's pretty much virtually locked for me because this is just such a good spot for him against the Houston Rockets. We all know what he can do. Um, he's pretty much guaranteed going to get you 50 DK points. He's got that you know upward uh, a ceiling of, of 70 DK points. 
So he's going to land somewhere in there, and he's not going to put up a dud for you. I think it's a very small chance he puts up a dud for you. So cash, I'm all for it. But at GPP, I'm not really into it, man. What, what about you? What do you feel about that? Um, I really do feel like he would be more of a cash play. Um, yeah. But I really don't think he's going to have too much ownership than GPP. So yeah. nine-game slate, right? a lot of other studs. I really think, hey, if this game has a – Spread of, I think, what, 5.5? 5. 5? Mm-hmm. SGA gets you about 38 minutes to 42 minutes. Right. Can you see him not getting to 50 fantasy points, let alone 60 or 70 as upside? Oh, yeah. I, I think it's absolutely a lock, man. I think that's, uh, I, you know, I think he's very, very safe. I, I do feel like there's some guys with bigger upside, so I do want to talk about them a little bit later, but um, he's not necessarily a guy I'm locking in in my GPP lineups, but I don't mind going to him in GPP. Like you said, I think I think it's just like, you know, kind of take what the take whatever <laughs> take what it gives you, man. And uh, right now the uh, the universe, the basketball universe, is giving you Shea Gilgis Alexander against the Houston Rockets, and that just seems like such a good good spot for him. So yeah, I, I don't have any problem with that. But let me mention another uh, OKC Thunder guy I'm into though. Let me get your thoughts on him, uh, Kenny Jalen Williams. Uh, the other, you know, the one without the Y, obviously, <laughs> at 5,300, uh, you know, the Santa Clara one. He is uh, just absolutely popping off this season. He's, he had 17 or, or more points in three straight games, if I looked. I was looking at his, you know, box scores recently. And, again, it's the Houston Rockets. You know, it's going to be a fast-paced game. I just feel like this is a game where, like, a big, a big forward that has kind of guard abilities here can really have a lot of, uh, a lot of success. Because you look at, like, Kevin Porter Jr., who I actually consider to be a similar type of player almost. Yeah, I think I think Kevin Porter Jr. is a better playmaker maybe, but Jalen Williams is a better scorer. So there's a little bit of a difference there, but I feel like, you know, in terms of like their body and like what they can do on the court athletically, I feel like there's a similarity there. I feel like this is just a good opportunity for him. So how do you feel about Jalen Williams here? Um, honestly, he's my fourth favorite OKC player on mm. – this matchup um fourth second okay yeah my second favorite is obviously josh giddy and i feel like this is going to be the player i'm going to be going to more he might be um, more like kevin Porter jr now that i think about it yeah, <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say um this is kind of reminding me about kpj but mm-hmm. with him i want to say his um usage compared to sga in the past five games wasn't mm-hmm. that drastically different Mm-hmm. Um, his minutes been a little less than SGA, so you got to worry about that. You got to worry about his turnover problems as well. Mm-hmm. But I really do think if this is a competitive matchup, I really think he has a ceiling of about 50 DK points for 7 7. Mm-hmm. And my third favorite player from OKC is somebody who's just going to jack up threes in this environment. I really think he might get you about eight or nine three-point attempts in this game. And that's Isaiah Joe for 3-7. Mm, interesting. Outside, interesting. Outside of scoring, he won't do much. Right. But if he connects on, let's just say, four three-pointers, that's an easy 15 points right there. Right. He has some upside when it comes to getting a couple rebounds. But outside of that, you're really just looking at an upside of 25 points for 3-7 on a nine-game slate, and that's somebody I'm going to be looking at quite a bit in my GPPs. 
Interesting, interesting. I like it, man. That's uh, I mean, I'm a big Isaiah Joe fan in, in general, but uh, but yeah, I do like that call there. I think you know it is going to be kind of a sloppy game, and that is a game where kind of guys like Isaiah Joe do shine because he maybe gets a few you know open threes. If he goes four for seven or four for eight from three point land, then you, then you're really cooking there at that price tag. So I do like that a lot. Uh, but let's move to the Houston side of the ball, man, and let me just go ahead and just kick us off here and just talk about Alper Shangun, who I'm not even like I'm not a big Shangun guy. I'm not a big fan of his. I think, uh, you know, I did retweet a couple of uh, of, of threads there from our uh, our head honcho at Sportitos, uh, Aaron Bruski, about just kind of the defensive lapses of uh, Alperon Shingun. I do think it's going to be tough to make him like a staple in any lineup. I think he's going to be a good player offensively, and uh, obviously that's come to fruition already. But 8,800 on this slate, man, for Shingun. No Jalen Green, no Kevin Porter Jr., a lot of the offense is going to go through him, so I do have him on my list here. Now, I always make kind of a dummy lineup, you know, before I get on these shows here just to kind of make sure I can fit everybody in. I did not get him into that dummy lineup. But uh, what are your feelings on Shingun here, uh, Kenny? And, uh, you know, are you, do you have him in your lineups? Is he a lock for you? Like, how are you feeling about him? Honestly, I don't have too much interest in him. I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of players will be on him in cash. I um, mm-hmm. really don't see him getting that much GPP pickup. Mm-hmm. But – like always, Shingun, even if he's in a great matchup spot, he still can fell out of there. Mm-hmm. And he's is turnover prone. And mm-hmm. like you said, he's not the greatest defensively. Mm-hmm. So if you're attacking him, where you know, okay, see so has one player who like, you know, attacking the rim again to the line, especially going to the left. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's gonna get into a little bit of foul trouble if um he's trying to protect the paint. So yeah. On the Houston side, the player I have a lot of interest in, but his price is a little bit too high for me. But this matchup is great for him. Is um, easing. Mm-hmm. His minutes been going up. I really do feel like he has an upside of getting a double double in this matchup against OKC if he gets thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, only problem with him is y- you don't know if these minutes are going to be there because I want to say I thought he had a great matchup against um uh, who was they playing a couple days ago um I think it was Minnesota and they mm-hmm. only limited him to what 20 minutes that was Minnesota without Rudy so right yeah you know. yeah he, he, he's been kind of up and down but you know without uh Jalen Green and without Kevin Porter Jr uh they need some offense in there and I think Tari said he's a big permanent guy I've got him in my in my uh uh, player pool for sure. I believe I ended up with him in my uh, lineup that I made here as well. Uh, let me just double check that. But but yeah, I, I think Tarjason is definitely uh, a guy I'm looking at heavily here. Um, I think he's a guy that can absolutely go off. Um, very high upside type play. So I, I like that a whole lot. But yeah, I'm torn between him or Kevin Martin, uh, KJ Martin, uh, Kevin Martin Jr., whatever you want to call him. Uh, he uh, He's 5,600 and Tarjason's 5,400. So they're right around that same price point. I do feel like, you know, maybe KJ is a little bit safer because of the, you know, reasons that we outlined there. You know, the, the men's have been up and down. Usage has been kind of up and down. So I'm not like – it's tough. I'm not sure who to go with there. I feel like either of those guys is probably going to have a pretty good game. Uh, and I'm looking at my lineup now. I end up with Tari Eason, so I'm going with the high upside guy, which makes sense because I'm playing GPPs. But, but yeah, I think if you're playing a GPP, I think Tari Eason might be the play. I think if you're playing cash – if you want a guy that's in the mid-range there, uh, KJ is a guy to look at, 5,600. Um, now, probably not going to get, like, 40 DK points, but I think he's a pretty much a lock to get, like, 25 to 30 DK points 
in that 5600 price range. And um, so I like him a whole lot here. And this is just a, such a good matchup here. OKC and Houston, it's going to be a high scoring affair. Uh, I would have to believe so. Uh, but I, I called the first game. Let me, uh, I know you're excited about a few games here, Kenny. So let me just have you go ahead and call the next one. It's probably the same one I got, but let's just hear what you got. You know, um, my second game, you know, let's talk Warriors-Wolves. The 240-point mm-hmm. game total. Mm-hmm. You have a player who's only 9'8", who's <laughs> account for 30% of the team points in the past eight right. games. And also 30% of the usage of the past eight games. Yeah. And this is only less than a five-point spread. Right. I really don't know how I'm not going to go them in the cash or GPP. Is that Edwards? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. am I crazy? Is this no. probably the best spot for yeah. almost any player with the exception yep. of one player who fell out of a game last time? <laughs> no, yeah, I, I, no, Anthony Edwards, and that's this is the reason I'm not on SGA uh, for my GPP lineups is because of what I want to do is I want to stack this game. I want to go Anthony Edwards, and I want to run it back with with Steph Curry at ten three. Like you said, it's a it's a close uh, you know spread here, and we've seen some really big games out of uh, both of these guys in the last um, you know week or week or so, and so they're just turning it out right now. And it, you know, you know me like. I've been talking about Kenny or uh, Anthony Edwards here. Um, anytime that you know Rudy Gobert is out, I think it just gives him even more of a boost. Without Carlton Towns in there, obviously there's a huge boost for him because, well, obviously they need, they need offense from him, so that's a big boost there. But also just the fact that that lane's wide open for him to go ahead and drive the basketball, which is what he's the best at doing. He's the best at attacking the rim, and I really don't think. Again, I've said this several times now in the last two weeks or so that the Golden State Warriors just aren't a very good defensive team. Uh, you know, they've got Trayvon Green. They've got pieces there to be – they've got Wiggins. They've got pieces there to be a decent defensive team. But this season, they have not been a good defensive unit. And uh, that's continued to this day, even with those guys back in the lineup, you know, with uh, with Wiggins getting healthy. So I, I have a lot of interest in Anthony Edwards. And I'm going to run him back with Steph Curry at 10-3 uh, on the other side of the ball. And that's kind of my stack here for GPPs. Um, I don't think a whole lot of people are going to do that. Maybe I'm wrong, but uh, I think a lot of people will gravitate, gravitate towards uh, SG. I think he's going to have higher ownership than, than a Steph, Steph Curry, who's only $100 more and could very well outscore SGA. I know it's, SGA has a really good line uh, matchup there, but obviously Steph Curry is just an incredible basketball player. So I could see him uh, just having a really, really good game and a close matchup here with the Minnesota Timberwolves. How do you feel about that, man? Um, I was going to run somebody else from this game in my main GPP line, and it's naturally not on um, the Golden State side of the ball. Like Curry, I do think he's always good to have in cash, and you might be right. More people might be on SGA, but the point guard in this matchup that I'm going to have a lot of interest in is the only other person taking 30% of Minnesota three-pointers, and that's the former warrior, D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. For 7-1 at a 240 game total, if it's, say, competitive, he will get you assists in that game environment. Mm. He's going to get you three-pointer attempts. He might get you a few steals. How could you not, you know, say you can actually get to 40 DK points from a player for 7-1 on a nine-game slate? I, mm. I really don't see how you could go wrong with that at a GPP. Now, the floor is bad but <laughs> the ceiling if he gets there and the environment is what it is i really don't see why you should not go there at a gpp and just do the edward russell snack mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no, I definitely got him in my player pool as well. I, I was looking at his like recent you know performances here, and man, he's just going off right now. And uh, he's got that offensive ability for sure. And again, Golden State's not a good defensive team, so yeah, I, I think seventy one hundred for D'Lo is is just underpriced at this point. He should probably be in the eight thousands. So you know that price point right there alone makes him makes him worth uh, looking at for sure. Uh, I do have one more guy here though in this uh, game, and he's on the Warriors side, and I mentioned him already. Uh, for defense, actually, but I, I do have Andrew Wiggins here at 5,900. I don't think I ended up with him in my lineup here that I've made already. I'm going to have multiple lineups because I, I just love this slate so much. Um, so I'm probably going to get him in s- at least a couple of my lineups here. But uh, 5,900 for Andrew Wiggins. And I know he just scored, I think uh, it was like th- 30 or 35 DK points last game while he was shot like 3 or 14 from the field, which, you know, that, that's just – Wiggins has been like that since he came back from his injury, just been like absolutely dreadful from the field. I'm just waiting for this guy. And I, the same thing – I said the same thing about Bradley Beal. We saw uh, – I think it was last game he had like, uh, you know, 44 or 45 DK points. And uh, a couple of games before that he had 40 DK points because he actually started hitting shots. We're just waiting for the shot to fall here uh, for Andrew Wiggins. And I'm looking at his uh, box score now. He actually went 7-13 seven, seven from the field last game, which is good uh, good news for us, but uh, only 27.5 DK points. I'm actually talking about three games ago, we went 6-18 of 18 from the field, where he got 40 DK points uh, while still only going 6-18 of 18 from the field because he got four blocks and one steal, uh, which he has the ability to do. And this is a Golden State versus uh, you know Minnesota game where it's going to be a fast-paced, up-and-down type game. And, man, Andrew Wiggins is as, le- as athletic as heck. I will go ahead and keep myself G-rated here. He's athletic as heck, but he will uh, get up and down the floor with the best of them with the uh, with the uh, Timberwolves here. And uh, I do like him a whole lot in this matchup here, so I'm going to get him in a few of my lineups. But that's kind of the last guy I got in this matchup here. You got any other guys you're looking at here? Yeah, I got one more player on the Minnesota side. Um, he's not really known for getting up and down the floor that quickly, but that's um, Kyra <laughs> Anderson for five sets. Mm-hmm. Um, and the GPP lines slow-mo. that I'm not running. <laughs> yep, slow-mo it is. <laughs> in the GPP lines, I'm not running Russell and Edwards in. I'm probably going to be running Edwards and Anderson. Again, 240 game environment. Same thing I said about D'Angelo Russell. Assists are going to be there. Anderson is actually leading the team in assists in the past eight games. And if he's able to take up a couple shots in this 240 total, I can also see that ceiling into about 35 points for five sets. I'm going to be on there for GPPs. <laughs> I like it, man. I did, I did look at him. I didn't end up with him on my list, but maybe, maybe I have to add him back in. I don't know. Uh, Sloma, I do like him a whole lot. Uh, all right, let's still, let's move on, though. I do have another game here, and it's not going to surprise anybody out there who's been listening to this podcast for a while here. But, Kenny, I want to talk to you about the Sacramento Kings and the San Antonio Spurs. I do like this a whole heck of a lot. This is probably the game I have the most plays in. Uh, and uh, it's I don't think it's going to be surprising to anybody out there. But let's just talk about the Sacramento side of the ball because this is probably the least surprising of the two. Um, DeMonte Simonis, 9,900, under 10,000, I think for the first time in at least a couple weeks, I believe, uh, with that price point there. And I know you've been mentioning, uh, you know, Sabonis a whole lot here on this pod. Every time we talk on Tuesdays, it seems like the Kings are always playing, but uh, you, you do like Sabonis a whole lot. So I have to imagine he's at least on your radar here. But at 9,900 against the San Antonio Spurs squad, I know he's had a couple of kind of subpar games here. He's only put up like 30 to 40 DK points, which is not what you're looking for at that price range. I, I still, I still think he's got some interest here. I've got some interest here, and he's going to put up a, a pretty decent game against a team that just – they're running Zach Collins at center. Like, 
There's not, you know, there's not a whole lot to like at the center side of the ball here. I think Sabonis can absolutely dominate them down low. What do you think about that, man? Uh, I love him in this matchup. A 245 mm-hmm. game total, and mm-hmm. the spread is only 6.5. So yeah. it should it's be, a be close. Game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The only problem is the reason that he's my second favorite player on this slate is that foul trouble is coming mm-hmm. back to haunt him. I don't mm-hmm. know if you remember at the beginning of the season, but he fell out of what? Um, eight of his first 20 games right. <laughs> this season, it feels like. Yeah. So in this matchup, it could get sloppy. I really could see him getting into foul trouble here, so I won't be locking him in. Mm-hmm. But I will have a good amount of exposure with him, Edwards, and a couple cheap plays in my lines. I like it. I like it. Uh, let me talk about De'Aaron Fox also. I think this is more of a, like a uh, pivot. It's going to be a very lone-owned guy. But I think De'Aaron Fox at 8,200. He's a 100 less than he's been for basically a couple weeks here. Um, you know, Not much of a, of a discount here, but I do like him here. Uh, it's the Spurs. I mean, the Spurs are obviously trying to get one Manyama. Uh, they're not trying to win games. And the, the, the Kings are trying to win games. But this is, I think, you know, you said the spread's a six and a half points. I mean, I think this is going to be a close game. I mean, the Kings aren't really blowing teams out. They're really kind of just hanging around. And uh, and they're winning games. I mean, go, go Kings, you know, they're doing really well. But they're not, like, winning by 20, 30 points. It's it's always, like, within, you know, 15 to 10 points, at the, you know, at the most that they're winning these games by. So uh, I do like De'Aaron Fox at 8,200 as well as, like, kind of just a, a GPP. He's going to have, like, 5% ownership on a nine-game slate. Uh, and if he goes off and, and gets you, you know, 30 points and, and, and 10 assists, then you're really cooking, you know. And I think that that's possible here in this matchup. So how do you feel about that, man? Um, I'm not actually going towards Fox in this matchup. The mm. two players that I have like a lot of GPP interest in, so I'm just going to be combining them with the other two plays from um, the Warriors Wolf game is um, Hunter and Murray. Mm. Um, if you just combine their three point attempts for the last seven or eight games, those two players account for over 50% of the three point attempts for the team. Mm. And in this 240-point game total, three-pointers are going to be shot. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, with Herter, he's going to give you a couple more assists. And, you know, what actually surprised me is he actually has 20% of the team's steals and blocks in the past seven games as well. So mm-hmm. you get a little bit of bonus over there. And Keegan Murray, if it blows out, he will still get 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. So... Both of these players are below 5'5". Five, five. I'm going to have one of these players in all my GPP lines. Yeah, Horde is actually, and that's I love to point there about the blocks and steals, because he's actually a pretty lengthy dude on the defensive end, and he's actually an underrated defender. So I do like that a whole lot, man. Uh, he's a really a key glue guy. I think the Atlanta Hawks are really feeling his, his loss there. Uh, they should have probably kept that guy, but uh, it's all good. The Kings got him, and he's playing well for them, so I like it. Uh, let's go ahead to the Spurs side, though. Keldon Johnson at 7,200. I do got some interest there. I would say this is probably the guy in my entire slate, though, that I have the least interest in. So I'm not going to say a whole lot about him. I just think, you know, he scores points. He grabs rebounds. Doesn't do a whole lot outside of that. As long as the shot's falling, I think he's going to hit that value there at 7,200. I don't think there's a huge ceiling there. So, like, I'm not super-duper interested in him. But let me talk about Jeremy Sohan at 5,200. This guy's been popping off here recently. And, you know, a big part of it's been, you know, Josh Richardson, who's also questionable, I believe for this matchup as well. Um, you know, he's been out of the lineup. 
they haven't had some other you know wing players in there. Obviously, no Devin Vassell. So Sohan's been kind of the guy. So at 5,200, you know, I feel like, you know, it's not – I don't think there's a crazy high ceiling here. He's not going to give you 50 DK points on any given night. That's just not going to happen. But I think, you know, if you're looking for a 30 to 35 DK points, that's like kind of a ceiling for him. So I think he's a risky play, but I think he can get there. Uh, and I've also got Kata Bates-Diop here at 4,600. Uh, I've been on him, obviously. This price is a little bit elevated at this point. Uh, he was in the 3,000s, and that was, like, totally okay with me. But at 4,600, I feel like it's still worth it with all these guys out and not playing for the San Antonio Spurs. So I got one more Spurs here on my uh, – one more Spur here on my uh, uh, list here. But who do you got there, Kenny? Um, I only had two. Um, I had Shohan for cash games. Mm-hmm. As a run back, and I had Jakob as a run back for my GPPs. Both mm. are under 5'5". Five, five. Um, Jakob got more of a higher ceiling, mm. but his floor is basically 12 minutes. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's all I really have for that game. I'm more excited about the Sacramento side. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I understand that for sure. Let me go ahead and throw my guy out here that's going to be kind of a dark horse. I don't think anyone's going to own him. And uh, but he is minimum salary, and that's the reason I have interest in him. It's Doug McDermott at three thousand, and this is uh we got to keep our eye on the Josh Richardson situation. If Josh Richardson is out, I think this is a decent play. He's been getting minutes in the twenty to twenty-two minute range, and all we're looking for is him to catch fire from the field because he's going to shoot the basketball. He's on the floor like this is. I've watched a lot of Doug McDermott. I'm a Bulls guy. You guys know that. The, the Bulls drafted this guy. And I've watched a whole lot of him. And, uh, you know, he's the coach's son. He's the, the They ran the, the entire offense through him in college. Uh, this is just the way he operates. Once he gets on the floor, he's looking for a shot. And so if he goes, you know, 7 of 13 from the field with, you know, 3 of 5 from three-pointers or something like that, at minimum salary, you are really, really cooking right there. So I think this is a guy for GPPs that you could definitely have on your radar. And uh, I do have him on my dummy uh, line up here just as a GPP entry uh, as a guy that I think is going to be very low ownership and still has a very high ceiling uh, for that price tag. So I would keep your Doug McDermott on your uh, on your list there and just keep him on your radar. That's all I'm going to say. If you feel like you need a guy that's on minimum salary, he's the one guy I would go to. Uh, but let's move on, man. I, I called that game. Uh, what, what's another game you have? You said you have two games you had interest in, and uh, it wasn't the first one I called. So uh, what's the other game you got there? Well, we just talked about my second game, oh, but okay. I have a game I have, uh, I guess, a spin-up interest in and GPPs for either one of these players, and that's the Wizards-Pistons game. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, <laughs> Me too. There you go. <laughs> yeah, again, I'm just looking at the highest total games. I'm just going with that. Right now, they got this game almost at 237, 236 with a 5.5 spread. And Prozingis and Kuzma, I don't really know where I'm going to go. In my GPPs for that mm-hmm. one, but if Przingis get regular minutes against this um, Detroit team, mm-hmm. I really do think that he can actually be a slate breaker and actually get you about 55, 60 mm-hmm. DK points. Yeah. But again, floor probably could be about 25, 30. Kuzma, <laughs> yeah. his floor is a little bit safer, so I'm probably going to go that way more for cash in GPP. Um. But outside of that, I don't really have too much interest on the short side. What about you? No, I, you know, actually, uh, yeah, I've got Porzingis here. I think you're totally right. I think you called it, Kenny. I don't really have much to add there. I think Porzingis, 
uh, is the guy I would go to, though, over Kuzma from, for me personally. Uh, we do have Daniel Gafford as questionable in this one, so they're going to need a center. And uh, it's going to be Porzingis. He's going to be the guy that, fill, that fills that spot for them, you know, for better or for worse. Uh, they're on a, I believe, five-game winning streak. And so they're 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 looking to get wins here. They're looking to stack up wins. So I I know it's Detroit, and I know things can get out of hand there. Um, Detroit keeps things close, though. In general, they keep things close. I actually bet them uh, last the last game where they played. Uh, who was it? Uh, I can't remember who it was, but they were an eight and a half point uh, underdog. And I bet their uh, their spread there, and uh, they almost ended up winning, but they lost by like two or three points. Um, but anyways, Detroit keeps things close. Uh, I think Porzingis at nine thousand is uh, definitely in play for sure. Uh, Kuzma, yeah, I think he's 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 on my radar. He's not necessarily a guy I'm as high on, but yeah, I would go Porzingis in that in that uh, scenario. I do think you're right though about the uh, ceiling being higher and the floor being lower for Porzingis for sure. Uh, I do have Bradley Beal here at 7,300. Also, I I know you know I mentioned him before in the uh, a little while ago, but a guy that I've just been kind of locking in until he gets up into like 8,000 price range. Um, he's a guy that's still working his way back from injury. He's a guy that's still the guy in Washington. And now that they're on this win streak, I mean, he's going to be playing big minutes. And if that shot's falling, and he's dishing out assists at the rate he's been dishing out assists, I mean, you can easily see a 25, you know, uh, four rebound, five assists, and you know, a couple steal game. And that's definitely gold there at 7,300. I think that's that's definitely good for you. So that's a guy I'll keep on my radar as well. But the guy on the Wizards side I'm really like, the most interested in is Denny Avija. At 5400, and I know his prices come up a little bit, but without uh, Riach Murray in the lineup and taking his minutes away, he's gotten 31 plus uh, DK points in I think three or four games straight. I can't remember how many games it's been, but uh, every single game without Riach Murray, he's gotten that many DK points, and so that's you know five six x value for you right there. And I don't think he's got a crazy high ceiling, but I think he's got a very decent floor. So I do have some uh, interest in Denny. Uh, on the on the Pistons side of the ball, I'm going to go ahead and mention Alec Burks at 5100. He's getting minutes in the 30s, uh, 27 to 30 minutes, I think it is, in three straight games. And if that's happening, man, I don't know how you don't have some interest in Alec Burks. So, I, I do you have him on your list as well? I had him in my cash games, but I'm not going to go there too much. Um, I, I really feel like. A lot of people will probably have a exposure to him in cash games due to his recent form. But if you've been following his career, that's not always going to stay consistent. Consistency mm-hmm. is not what Burks is uh, known for. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm disappointed that you forgot that um, the Pistons plays against the Mavs that game. And Luca put up the 53. <laughs> right. <laughs> that, is, that is the Mavs. You're right. You're right. You're right. I was like, who, who, who is that? Okay. That's right. That's right. Yep. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I really don't have a lot of love for the Detroit side. If I want to take a shot just due to the spread, it's just going to be a little Shadiq Bay shot. Um, he's been getting pretty decent minutes again, and his shots actually been falling. Um, I forgot what game it was. I want to say it was maybe Milwaukee um, when that game total was almost 300 points. Um, he hit about <laughs> seven or eight three-pointers. Right. So when he gets hot, he gets hot. And if you have a high game total environment, he's always worth for Dart, especially if he's cheaper than 6K. Yeah, 
for sure. I, I agree with that for sure. Uh, I've got one other game here. Where I've got multiple plays here. I've got Toronto and Utah, so I want to talk about that game. Uh, and then we'll. I've got a couple other plays here, but I'll let you. Uh, you know, tell me if you have another game. You have a lot of guys in, but uh, you, Toronto and Utah. Uh, I want to put Pascal Siakam in here as a GPP guy at 9,400. I think, you know, it's a guy that a lot of people aren't going to be excited about. But this is the Utah Jazz. Um, you know, it's Toronto we're talking about. Uh, Nick Nurse is going to play his starters 40 minutes a game. I mean, he's just going to play all of his top guys all the time, uh, which is, I guess, a recipe for success in, in certain scenarios. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's Utah Jazz. And, you know, the Jazz are a decent team, I guess. I, I don't know. They're, they're, they, they started really well. They're starting to fade off here. I mean, it wasn't really surprising to me. They're not a very good team on paper. Uh, you know, Lauren Markman's had a really good season. I'm proud of him. I've said that before. Um, but again, this is kind of like one of those teams where, like, you you still have to try, but it's still a very easy matchup for you. You're still going to score a lot of points. So I do have some interest here in Pascal Siakam. And I also have Chris Boucher here at 3,900 on the Toronto side. Um, I played him last game, and um, it worked out pretty okay. He had uh, about 22 minutes, I think, in the last one. And if he's getting minutes in the 22, 25 range, like that's he's a permanent monster. So this is a guy that I'm always going to have on my radar, especially for GPPs, because a lot of people aren't going to be gravitating towards him. But um, you know, talk to me about this game, man. Toronto side of the ball. Do you have any interest here? Um, there was a point in time I was just messing around with lineups, seeing if I was just going to do a market and Siakam stack, but I ended up going against it and thinking about doing a different type of stack. So that's a whole lot more costly. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to other parts that you could get in the Toronto game, that would be worth trying. Since the total is pretty nice, I would take a chance at Gary Trenton Jr. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, not the most consistent player, but right. he's been giving you consistent minutes. So mm-hmm. if you're giving me a player who's going to take 10 threes in 30 minutes, I'm always going to have exposure to him on DK. Yeah. I hear you, man. Uh, on the Utah side of the ball, I'm going to go ahead and mention uh, Walker Kessler, 5,700. This is a guy I've been on for months at this point. And uh, I know his price has come up a bit, and I still think you're talking about a center against the Toronto Raptors. And I was looking at Kessler's, uh, you know, box scores here. Um, he was he had big games against, you know, teams that, like, it was like the Clippers and, like, you know, teams that really struggle typically against the center position. Uh, Dallas. Yeah, you know, Dallas is running out, you know, Dwight Powell for, for minutes there at the center position. And, and the Clippers, you know, I like Mike Zubach. I think he's a decent player. But, uh, you know, they, they do struggle at that center position. I don't think they have a really good uh, center rotation there in, in L.A. I think that's that's a pretty well-known fact. So, uh, you know, I, I'm looking at these guys here, uh, or looking at Walker Kessler's you know, box score here, and I'm, I'm looking at this, this matchup here. And I'm thinking, you know, Walker Kessler – could be a guy against Toronto that goes and has a 35 to 40 point DK night and maybe even a 50 point DK night. He's got that in him. He's got a very big permanent upside there. So um, definitely a GPP play. Definitely as you know, with Sabonis or whoever else, he can get in foul trouble very easily. Uh, it's happened recently. It's really ticked me off because I've been on like his, his points and rebounds props. But I do feel like this is a uh, very decent matchup here at 5,700 for Walker Kessler. So anyone in Utah you're looking at, Kenny? Um, no, I didn't really have anybody in Utah because this is a game that I actually don't think will stay too competitive if mm-hmm. um, Toronto's actually playing their um, offense correctly. <laughs> it's the best <laughs> it, way to put it. Yeah, and I'm sure Toronto fans would agree with you there. So uh, 
I've got a few other guys on my list here, but, but let me uh, ask you, man, do you have any, any other guys you're super excited about? Um, I wouldn't say super excited about, but if a lot of value open up a couple of these 3K pieces, I might run a game stack with Lillard and Morant. Um, I really do feel like both of these players will be stud who will be owned less than 8% yeah, in GPPs sure. on sure. a nine-game slate. And I do feel like those are two players who can both break the slate mm-hmm. and give you that 60-point. Honestly, you could probably get a ceiling of 150 from both of these players. Yeah, you are not not wrong, man. And uh, that's something I looked at as well, so that's interesting that you mentioned that. Uh, I do have Mikhail Bridges here in the Phoenix and Atlanta game. He's seven, he's 7,000, so not like a value play, not really a spend-up play, uh, more of a mid, mid-level mid guy. But, uh, you know, he had 50 DK points in that last one. I know he went off in overtime, so I take that with a little bit of a grain of salt. But, man, this is Atlanta. Atlanta has struggled on the defensive side of the ball, basketball a whole lot. So I think this is a guy uh, with GPPs that, you know, is going to have lower ownership. He's going to be overlooked quite a lot. A lot of people are going to gravitate towards those Anthony Edwards of the world and stuff like that. So I think you can sneak in some Mikel Bridges there and, uh, and you know, have low ownership. And, and he could give you, you know, 40-plus DK points uh, if he has a really good game. So uh, the other guys I got here, I do have uh, Yuta Watanabe at 3,700 in that Brooklyn versus Boston game. That's a tough matchup. I don't think I have a whole lot of interest in that game in general, but Utah has been getting uh, minutes in the 20s, and I've been telling you guys, man, this guy, when he gets minutes, I mean, he doesn't always produce. He's been getting, I think, 17 to 19 DK points in the last uh, two or three games where he's getting, been getting those 20-plus minutes, but you just, I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for this guy to, to go off and have a really good game because I do believe that he has that in him. So i got to keep your eye on as well. Uh, and then obviously, though, Nurkic, um, Nurkic is questionable. So if there's no Nurkic in that Portland versus Memphis game, I do have some interest there in Drew Eubanks at 3500 So I just want to give you guys some options there at $4,000 and under. I think he is a guy that, uh, you know, obviously if he's getting going to get 25-plus minutes, uh, he's a guy you can go ahead and stick in your lineup. So anyone else you're looking at there, uh, Kenny? Uh, not too much. There's a 5K play that I kind of like, mm-hmm. and I thought you was going to mention him in the Phoenix game, but that's actually um, Johnson. Um, mm-hmm. Really do feel like not a lot of people are going to be on him, and his floor is low. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. That's another player with a 10-point floor, but he can also get you about 35, 40 draft king points as a ceiling. And Atlanta, they do give up a lot of three-pointers, and he's more than willing to take them. Oh yeah, <laughs> he is. He is. Sure. I just get this gut feeling that he's just not going to have a good game. I don't know why. I can't really explain it. Sometimes it just comes down to my gut. So I, I did look at him though for sure. Uh, but yeah, that's it, man. Let's uh, move on though to our Thrive Fantasy plays. Uh, Thrive Fantasy. If you guys aren't signed up yet, go to thrivefantasy.com, download the app, all that good stuff. Use promo code Ethos to get your first deposit match bonus. Deposit bonus. <sighs> Get your first positive match up to $250. That's a bonus for you guys. Uh, and we're going to go ahead and uh, lock in those player props, and we need some money. I've only actually got one player prop I'm into on Thrive, uh, Kenny. So did you have any that you were into on Thrive? I have two that okay. I have um, interest in. Um, I guess I would just go with the yeah. first one. And that's something that I mentioned was um, Damian Lillard, over mm. 31.5 total points. Mm. Um, again, if the game stay competitive, Nurkic out after these assignments is shooting 20%. The only way that points will be scored is if Lily gets you about 40. Yeah. 
I, I like that a whole lot for sure. Um, I've got D'Angelo Russell over six and a half assists, and that's a hundred points against the Golden State Warriors. I think you were, you know, you mentioned him already, Kenny, and I, I hope I'm not stealing your play, but uh, but he is a guy that is going to benefit here from this uh, game environment. I feel like where it's up and down, uh, shooting threes, getting out in transition a lot. Uh, I think those assists could come up. I know seven assists is asking for a little bit much from D'Lo. But I think he's going to get there. So that's the one that I did like. So what's your other one? Um, the other one I like, um, I don't like it as much as Dame, but it's um, Jakob over 1.5 blocks and steals. Again, with him, you don't know what those minutes are going to be like, but I really do think this game environment is not going to be the cleanest. And he should be able to get a easy steal and possibly a black get you over that if he gets some minutes. Since I didn't have a whole lot of uh, Thrive plays for you guys, I felt kind of bad. So I do have a wager pass play here that's going to be free for you now. Uh, wager pass, I ended up being up a little bit over four units in January, which was actually kind of impressive because I had a 45% win rate. But you know what? I had two big uh, six-unit hits throughout the month, which really helped a whole lot. Uh, I had uh, Ben Simmons with a triple-double, and then I had that uh, parlay that I actually uh, wanted and announced on Twitter before it happened. So that was a, that was a big one, the Charlotte uh, Orange parlay, where they actually had a really good game and kept things close. But, uh, but yeah, so I do have a uh, wager pass uh, play here for you guys. I do have DeMontis Sabonis over 39.5 points, rebounds, and assists, and that's minus 125 on DraftKings right now. I'll go grab it. It's 40.5 on uh, – FanDuel, and I would guess on every single other sportsbook, it's going to be 40.5 at this point. But, um, you know, we've seen his PRA be up in the 40s or something like that, 42, 43, uh, somewhere around there. And I just feel like this is a, a just, you've already mentioned the game total, Kenny. This is a really good matchup here uh, for the Kings. And I just don't see any world where he's not going to have, you know, almost a triple double. I mean, if he gets 20 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, then you're, you're set. That's it. And, uh, you know, I'm almost tempted to play that triple double, but you never know how those, how those stats are going to, you know, uh, play out. He might get 15 rebounds and only get nine assists or something like that. So I'd rather go with the PRA, uh, and, uh, the Spurs are just so weak down low. I think he's going to absolutely eat. So do you have anything else that you wanted to share with us here, Kenny? Yeah. Um, I guess one prop that I'm probably going to have my eyes on is, um, D'Angelo Russell. 28.5 points, rebounds, and assists. I'm really thinking the over on that if it stay a competitive game. And another thing I will be looking at is um, I don't see the prop out just yet, but Kyle Anderson should have a rebound and assist prop from, I don't know, anywhere from 9.5 to 10.5. And if you see it over there in this game total, I will go to over on that as well. I like it, man. Hey, but that's it for us, guys. That is going to do us. Uh, I hope you guys welcome me back. I'm actually feeling great right now. Uh, my throat's feeling fantastic, as you can see. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I'm happy to be back. And you can follow me on Twitter at, at Keith And, Kenny, where can people find you and follow you, man? Uh, people can find me on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, at OrangeDFS. And I'm always talking about all levels of basketball, from NBA to NCAA to women's college to NBL, to EuroLeague. I'm always talking basketball. There you go, man. That's what it is. And you guys should go, go follow my man, Kenny. But until next time, guys, go get that money.